Hello everyone, my name is Jinjos and welcome to my Pokemon anime review series. Last episode, the trio saved Seymour from a flock of Zubat, foiled Team Rocket's plan to steal the Moonstone, and witnessed a colony of Clefairy dance around the Moonstone and evolve into Clefables. Today we are going to be discussing another pivotal episode in our hero's journey, Season 1, Episode 7, The Waterflowers of Cerulean City, where we will travel to Cerulean City and learn about Misty's hometown. Before we jump into the episode, our Who's That Pokemon for this episode is Seal. It lives on icebergs and frigid ocean waters and is capable of swimming through water as cold as negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit due to its thick fur. It becomes more active as the temperature drops in order to stay warm at night and sleeps when the temperature rises in the day. While it is a graceful swimmer, it is awkward and struggles to move on dry land. Its Pokemon Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entry reads, Seals hunt for prey in the frigid sea underneath the sheets of ice. When it needs to breathe, it punches a hole through the ice with its sharply protruding section of its head. A fun fact about Seal, it is the only non-ice type Pokemon that can have the ability Ice Body in the game, which allows Seal to gain HP while it is hailing in the game. Moving into the episode, we start off with Brock and Ash heading into Cerulean City, but Misty is nowhere in sight. She eventually is seen running towards them, and I wonder if Ash and Brock purposely ditched Misty. It didn't seem like she was just lagging behind. She asked them where they're headed, so she wasn't informed on what was going on. Little tension in the group, maybe? Either way, Misty does all she can to stop Ash from wanting to go to the gym in Cerulean City, even resorting to <gasps> scary faces. Ten-year-old tactics, basically. But Ash is persistent and leaves Misty behind. We then shift to what seems to be like a closed store where Team Rocket has climbed into using the vents. Now to all you contractors out there, when you're building something, do your best not to build a ventilation system that can hold two grown adults and a Meowth side by side. They wander through the room with machinery increasing in size as they walk. They eventually come upon a piece of machinery that includes a very large hose and we will have to wait in suspense as how this will help them capture any Pokemon. Back to Ash and Brock, they continue to wonder about Misty when they notice a large gathering of people and some police activity nearby. They push through the crowd and they learn about the robbery that Team Rocket committed. Officer Jenny arrives and we are introduced to the many Officer Jennies of this world, though we learn that the Jenny that is stationed in Viridian City isn't even related to her, but it is her sister-in-law, which does raise some questions. Ash must have a very suspicious look or something because this Jenny, just like the one in Viridian, begins accusing him of being suspicious and even being a burglar that broke out of jail. I'd say she is a little more intense than the Viridian one. Ash uses his Pokedex to identify himself, and Brock uses a gym badge, which doesn't seem to be a very secure way to do it, as any trainer who beat him could say that they are the gym leader of the Peter City Gym. Before moving on, Brock has just enough time to ask Jenny out for a night on the town, to which we get a great comeback. Um, miss? Hmm? I was wondering, since I'm new in town, maybe we could get together tonight and you could show me around. Well, I'm not off duty till past your bedtime, and I might even have to work round the clock to catch these burglars. Looks like this poor 15-year-old will be spending the night alone. They find a bench to rest, and Ash asks Brock for insider info about the Cerulean City Gym leader. And Ash lays down a pretty solid quote, Know yourself, know your adversary, and you hold the key to victory. I mean, it's a pretty solid mantra to live by when your future as a Pokemon trainer revolves around Pokemon battles. Brock states that he can't reveal any of that information out of respect, as he is a gym leader as well. I can understand this, as I feel like the purpose of doing gym battles is to qualify for the Pokemon League, and each gym leader revolves around a specific type of Pokemon that is going to test the trainers and see if they are ready for a much more stiff competition. Brock tells Ash they have some stuff to take care of, and leaves Ash to head to the Pokemon Gym. We're never actually told as to what kind of business Brock is up to, so I'm curious if anyone has an explanation, maybe visiting family? Maybe he doesn't want to accidentally reveal that Misty is the gym leader? Did Brock know that? Let me know what y'all think. 
Ash eventually finds the gym, and it's not what he expected as he walks into a fully packed stadium with the Cerulean Sensational Sisters at the center, who end up performing a synchronized swimming routine to booming applause. Pikachu is absolutely mesmerized while Ash is just confused, to the point that he walks out and sees an aquarium and says, it's like an aquarium. This is one of the few times we see real animals in terms of fish swimming by. At some point in the anime, the creators do switch to all real animals and switch them over to Pokemon. Ash bumps into the three sisters, and after a quick change of scenery by the pool, Ash asks them for a Pokemon battle, to which they quickly deny, due to them being defeated by so many trainers, and they just don't feel like battling anymore. Ash is just in shock as one of the sisters calls a seal over, and in its mouth is the Cascade Badge. And I gotta say, kind of a dangerous place to store what I'm assuming is a hard material that could easily choke the seal. They simply offer the gym badge to Ash, and I gotta give Ash some props here, as he declines it, stating that he wants to earn his badges rather than being given them. And I know I can hear the screams across the earth now that he didn't defeat Brock, but was still given the badge. But honestly, I think that he earned that badge. If you want to hear more of my reasons behind that, go back and listen to Season 1, Episode 4. Misty can't stay silent anymore as she ninja jumps down saying that if her sisters won't battle him then she will. Misty reveals that she is the fourth sensational sister which is quickly stamped out by one of her sisters and we get some pretty toxic sister relationship here. Lots of belittling, making her feel bad for leaving the gym and returning without succeeding in her goals and teasing her about Ash being her boyfriend to which we get a great pratfall from Ash about this. She wants to prove herself by battling Ash to show that she isn't a quitter and the battle begins. Ash hopes to use Pikachu to sweep the battle, but Pikachu is very apprehensive about this and refuses to battle. He doesn't want to fight against Misty, which I can understand, and honestly, I think it's a good challenge for Ash to use his other Pokemon that don't have such a huge type advantage. Not that they take the type advantage very seriously in these early episodes. First battle up is Butterfree and Staryu, and it's actually a decent back and forth battle rather than one or two attack battles that we see pretty frequently. We even get to see the infamous and vastly overpowered Dodge It attack. Now, when battling someone you know, there's gonna be some banter, and we get this great moment from Ash when he starts talking about Staryu. Oh no! Staryu looks like it's in real pain! It doesn't even have a face! How can you tell? Because I'm sensitive to others' feelings! That's how! Oh, yeah, like I'm not. Always the humble man, my boy Ash is. Eventually, though, Butterfree is taken down. Next up is Pidgeotto versus Starmie, and this one isn't nearly as interesting, though we do get a very satisfying wing attack from Pidgeotto. In all honesty though, Starmie is actually defeated rather quickly, which is a bit of a dirty deal. Starmie is one of the best water types in the Kanto region, in my opinion, and it bums me out to see her get beat so quickly, especially when Starmie lasted quite a while longer against Butterfree. The battle is then interrupted by Team Rocket, who smashes through the wall of the gym, towing in a vacuum at a giant hose, with the goal to suck up all the water in the pool and, and all of the one water Pokemon that is actually in there, which is a seal. They do use the water as a weapon, reversing the flow and spewing it out at our heroes, but Pikachu comes up with a save by shocking the water, which leads to Team Rocket. They fall into the pool, get sucked up by their own machine, and are spewed out the other end. All while, we get some great lines from James. Once they're gone, Ash turns off the machine and the day is saved. Once things are settled down, the Cerulean sisters decide to reward Ash with the Cascade Badge for saving the gym and noted the merits that he would have won if he used Pikachu and that the match was at a tie before Team Rocket interrupted. I can defend Ash on his Pewter City Badge, but this one definitely feels like a handout. Sorry to say. Ash and Misty prepare to leave when Brock shows up, and I love that Brock just walks up, nods at the Cascade Badge, and is then like, alright, let's go. No congrats, no pat on the back, nothing. He just wants to get going. 
This episode ends with Ash and Misty bickering off into the sunset, and that is where I will be leaving you as well. Join me next time where Ash will meet his magic against a trainer named AJ, and Team Rocket considers some life-altering decisions. Thank you for joining me on this episode, and I hope you have a wonderful day.